Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Let's turn to our next part of today's program, and we're turning to a bit of health and fitness this afternoon with fitness coach Nathan Solier. Nathan, it's great to speak to you again today. How are you doing? I am wonderful. How are you? Yes, very good, thank you. Just feeling a bit stiff for my upper back, and I think it's timely because <laughs> that's not Perfect. such a smooth segue. But yes, that's what we'll be talking about. Following on uh, last week, we talked a little bit more about um, uh, stiff. Uh, what was it? Stiff shoulders. So then, yes. so then, moving on a little bit. Um, have you heard uh, the upper back um, and problems associated with the upper back being a, a big problem here in Hong Kong, especially for those of us who who are always sitting and, and, and facing a computer, always at a desk? Yeah, the, well, of course, obviously sitting in a desk, we, we get forward head posture, which also puts pressure on our shoulder as well. So if I was to sort of give people a, uh, an opportunity to um, alleviate some of the stress for their shoulders, is like if you were sitting in your chair and then you're able just to put your hands behind your head and then you lift your chest as you lean back into their chair and gently squeeze your shuttle blades together so that way it opens up your chest. That's a really good oh, starting point. Oh, that good. Yeah, wow. Really opens you up. Yeah. So, you know, obviously because we're sitting at a desk and now we've got this sort of forward head posture and this rounded shoulders, being able to actually open our chest up and drop our head back allows us to be open, open up that way. Many people sort of go, yes, I feel that, but I only sort of get relief, you know, just for the time I'm doing it. So then that's where you want to be able to do some strengthening exercises to be able to get those shoulder blades pinching at the back there too. So you can do what we call a... Um, a prone cobra where you lie on your tummy and then you lift your shoulders and your hands off the floor and you lift your head off the floor, gently squeezing your shoulder blades together and holding that squeeze for around 30 seconds and doing around four reps, which will be a perfect amount of time to be able to create stability in there. Yeah. Um, we often hear about lower back spasms. Is there such a thing as upper back spasms? Because, um, you know, I think people ha- who have had neck pain before, and it's kind of the lines are a bit blurred between the, the, the pain between your neck and your upper back. Um, and, and you're not quite sure whether it's upper back or neck or which part of your body is sort of spasming. Is there such a thing as, you've heard of neck spasms, but is there upper mm. back spasms? Um, with the, the upper back is really mobile. Like down the bottom of the spine is very mobile, whereas at the upper back, you, you have got a, quite a bit of mobility through there. So I've had people at the time, they've had a, um, you know, where their spine or their goes out of alignment and it feels like a pinching in the middle of the back mm. or even feeling a pinching in your rib cage just underneath your chest. So um, I, I haven't had many people doing... Um, a spasm in the middle of the back, but I do I do have people getting locked up through there, where you know when you get sitting, if you're sitting and you put your hands across your chest and you rotate to one side, looking over one shoulder, and notice how far you get around, and then you go the other way. Now, and me doing that straight away, you know, going to the right, I feel much stiffer than going to my left hand side. So it means that there's muscles in your back that are really tight when you go. You know, for example, I'm going to my left, it's really, really tight. So being able to get um, uh, the, the muscles in the middle of your back stretched where you can get a, a rotation going on. So a very easy stretch to be able to loosen up the middle of the back is actually lying on your, um, lying on your back and then just dropping your legs over to the side. 
So it starts to loosen up through your trunk and through the middle of your back. And then another one you can also do as well, if you, um, if you really want to stretch the middle of your back, is as if you're sitting on a chair and then you spread your legs out nice and wide and then you just drop your body down between <laughs> your legs as if you're putting your head between your, you know, between the two legs and you're dropping your head down towards the floor. And so that, that will also start you. to yeah. open up your middle of the back as well as your lower back. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've experienced sort of upper back spasm, but there ha- there have been times where I'm sure some of our listeners may have experienced this. But uh, this sort of dull aching, um, just sort yeah. of between, just on on either side of your spine on the upper area. I, I don't know. Is that the where the latissimus dorsi is, or a bit lower? I, I'm not sure. My well, it, for for most people, they um, you know, the latissimus dorsi is the actual like V shape in your back. So you know how you see in men, they've got this sort of V-shape. Latissimus dorsi are those. You're talking about the rhomboids, which uh. are sort of like an, uh, which is like a, a triangle, but going up the other way. Yeah, so yeah, it goes yeah. between your shoulder blades and your spine. That's where we get mainly most of the issues in there because those rhomboids don't move so much. And I think we've talked about this before in previous shows is about the twist pattern not being very utilized when we do workout, right? So we, we sort of bend forward and backwards, sometimes side to side, but actually doing a rotation is very underutilized in our strength training programs. So generally what I do with clients, especially when they're tight through that middle back, is we stretch the rhomboids, and a very easy stretch to do is, is if, um, you know, if you are listening out there, you take one arm across your chest, and then you just grab that arm and just keep pulling it towards the opposite side. So if you have your right hand, you take your right hand across to the left-hand side, and then you grab hold of that elbow, the right elbow, and then pull that elbow towards the left shoulder. And then that's a, a nice nice stretch you can do. I, another one that's a little bit more intense is actually lying down on the floor with the same arm across your chest, and then you lie on it and you use the force of your body to lie down on the arm, which is you've got the, the floor pushing back against you. And then that way you can hold that stretch and just gently rotate your body to the arm that's, um, uh, that's across your body and you'll get a more of an intense stretch through there. Mm-hmm. Now, that's your first one. The other one that I would also get them to do is, a, um, uh, is an upper body rotation. So if you took your hands across your chest and then you looked over one shoulder, yeah. and then you dropped the hands and grabbed the chair. You grabbed either the back of the chair or even grabbed the handles of your chair, yeah. and then hold on to that, and then you can rotate your body just that little bit more around oh, wow. that side. Yeah, and I can really sort of feel that stretch. Um, yeah. Now try the other side and see which side feels tighter. On my right side. Great. So you would do the right-hand side more than the left-hand side. And generally when I, you know, when I coach clients, is we'll, do, um, you know, we'll do your, you said your right-hand side's tight, right? Yeah. Maybe because so, I wear my bag on, on my right-hand side most of the time. That could be part of it. Or that could right-handed. be part of it. What side, do you, what side do you carry your kids on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, both sides. But yeah, right side. Right side mainly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that would be, that's your tighter side. And I've found so many times people go, oh, if I'm tired of my right, I'll just stretch my right. Well, you know, you need to actually stretch both. Both, yeah. But you would make sure that you stretch your right side twice. And that will rebalance your body up. 
could it also be the way we sleep as well, Nathan? I mean, usually oh, I sleep absolutely. on my I sleep on my left side yeah. um, a lot of the times. I know I'm supposed to sleep on my back, but most of the time nowadays I have to sleep on my left side. So I feel like my right side is sort of, I don't know, not really supported. It's, yeah. Well, your right-hand side, if your right-hand side's a tighter one, yeah. it would make sense that if you're on your left-hand side, you're, you're lying on your side and that left shoulder starts to migrate forward which means that stretches that left-hand side. Meanwhile, the right starts to get stiffer. So this is what I mean by is, is that you will have that left-hand side, right-hand side imbalance in there. By stretching your right-hand side, you start to re-correct it. But then you've got to make it stick. And so how you make it stick is you've got to do a strengthening exercise to be able to correct that posture. Now, a simple a simple strengthening exercise you can do to get that, that, that strength through there is as if you're lying on your tummy and then you, and I think I did this, just said this before, is you squeeze your shoulder blades together and then you lift your upper body and your shoulders off the floor and your head off the floor and squeeze those shoulder blades together. Um, another one you can also do is a single arm pull. And you can do this either in a gym or some of you may have like a rubber band with a handle and you could wrap it around um, a pole and you just gently pull that rubber band towards you so it's a pulling motion so that way you start to strengthen the side that's weak so obviously in your case knowing you'd want to be straight you'd be going to be strengthening that left hand side start with that left hand side first and then move into the right hand side so you know when you want to be able to when you want to be able to take the pain away you've got to do you've got to do three things you've got to do you've got to mobilize the the area so that way we get a full range of motion through there you need to stretch the muscles that are tight and so that way we rebalance those muscles up. And then, of course, we need to start strengthening those muscles that are weak because no matter how much you stretch the muscles that are tight, they will continue to keep coming back as tight because there's muscles on you that are not doing the job that they're supposed to be doing and they're fast asleep. So we need to awaken those muscles up so that way those muscles that are tight are not always being complaining about being tight because the other muscles are not doing anything. Yeah, Does that so, make sense? Sure, yeah. So stretching out the tight side, but also strengthening um, uh, the, weaker side. The, the weaker side as well. Um, what about products that you've seen or you've, you've, you've used yourself? Sometimes I see people using uh, foam rollers, and usually that's for the lower back, but I've seen people sort of extending that, lying on, on their upper back with the foam rollers to sort of stretch that out. Is that also a good way to relieve uh, tightness? Absolutely. So mobilization is, is one of the things that many people forget about because, uh, you know, when we stretch muscles, we get, you know, we, we tend to get uh, a quite a lot of release. But the only problem is, is, is that if you are not doing the mobilization of the joint, then the, that joint becomes stiffer. And if that joint becomes stiffer, then we need to actually, we need to rebalance. Uh, we, we get to, uh, to compensate that in another joint because that has to take the load of that joint that's not being able to get a full range of motion. So it's really important to be able to get a full range of motion through each of those joints. So the, mo the, the foam roller is a great one you can, you can do. And uh, I, what I call, it's called, and you can write this down if, if, uh, if your listeners uh, uh, have got a pen, is it's, it's called a longitudinal foam roller mobilization. So longitudinal, longitudinal. foam roller mobilizations, you'll find that on YouTube. 
And it's a great way of being able to actually release each of the discs in the spine. So that way, when you do stretch muscles and you strengthen the muscles, you're going to be able to actually strengthen that joint as well. And that's what we're looking to do. We're trying to create not only you know, the, the mobility and flexibility through that joint, but we also want to be able to make that joint stable. So if you're sitting in your chair and you're sitting up nice and straight, that joint's been stable. But as soon as you start to round your shoulders forward, then that joint becomes lengthened and, um, uh, and with poor posture becomes unstable. So we want to make sure that we are working through those three things, mobility, stretching, and then, of course, you're stabilizing each of those joints. Yeah. Um, I've also seen one of – are they the same as the trigger points from rollers? Because I've seen the ones which are sort of rounded. Yeah, similar. Um, and similar. then you've got so, the ones that are so spiky. So the difference between trigger point, trigger point um, grids or trigger point therapy and the foam roller is um, the foam roller is, is – the idea is, is to be able to get each joint move, uh, m- moving with the, with the foam roller. But the trigger point, you can use it to be able to do – to mobilize joints. But generally, what, it's, what the trigger point is supposed to do is, um, is create a myofascial release. And myofascial release, it, can you imagine every muscle has got is, is like a, a big sausage. And inside that sausage, you've got the, the muscle itself, so that's the meat. And then on the outside of the sausage, you've got this what we call fascia. And that, that skin of the sausage or the fascia gets released when we roll it over the top of the foam roller or the grid and you just move through it because it, what it does is creates little mini stretches in the muscle so that way when you create those mini stretches, it also unsticks the muscle from the fascia because generally due to uh, poor, dehyd- uh, poor hydration, um, uh, too much exercise or even lack of exercise, that, um, that skin the, around the sausage or the fascia sticks to the muscles, which creates poor movement patterns. So if you roll over the top of these trigger point balls or trigger point grids, it allows the muscle to glide much better when you're contracting and releasing it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so I just wanted to say, to sum up, some of these upper back mu- um, pains can be chronic as well, like overusing of muscles and just poor postures, uh, repetitive movement. Um, those stretches, can, can that alleviate um, the, the, the issue? Most times, most times it can. Nine times out of ten, I find that when you do the mobilizations and the stretches, um, and even when you put the trigger point stuff in there as well, that pain can go from, you know, I've had people coming in with like an 8 or a 9 out of 10 to like a 1 out of 10 or even 0 out of 10 in a couple of days of being able to perform these on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, then what I recommend is seeing a, you know, either seeing an osteopath or seeing a physio um, or if you have a really trustworthy chiropractor um, I find that those guys getting them on board, if you're not getting the release that you need to go, you're getting from the stretching, the mobility and the stability stuff to be able to get them because they will not only be able to look at your body and go, oh, well, you know, this is actually what's going on because sometimes it's quite easy to just shoot in the dark and, and you may get it right, but then sometimes you don't get it right and the pain stays there. Mm-hmm. But they'll give you that professional advice so that way you can actually zero in what you need to do and i find you know one or two sessions with an osteopath and then getting back onto doing the stretches again 
you know, the pain will be gone within, you know, within, uh, I've seen it within days. Yeah, and it's really important that we do address upper back issues because it's sort of the, you know, from the neck, it's sort of like the beginning of the spine and it can cause a whole range of issues in the arms, pain in the arms, uh, middle back, lower back. Um, and then um, you can also be hunchback as well. Sometimes we see a humpback um, when, when your muscles are, are, are a bit weak. Well, and they, really they, they have a name for it. It's called Kaif. Dowager's Hump. Oh. And the Dowager's Hump, and you may have seen this on people, is that little bump in the back of your neck, at the base of your neck, and it, and it sort of sticks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, because and we're always jutting our head forward, sort of. That's right. Your head is going forward or your shoulders are rounding forward or you, you lack in confidence. Um, these sort of things cause this, you know, you know these, these shoulders to roll forward. So, like I said, you, you, you need to be able to, um, you know, identify that and then start working through stretching the muscles that are really tight and strengthening the muscles that are really weak. And, you know, you, you touched on something before is, is like, you know, being able to strengthen these muscles are really important because your head weighs up to 10% of your body weight. It seems, yeah, I remember you saying that in a previous program. seems like it should weigh less, but I didn't realize our head was so heavy. Oh man! I mean, like if you're if you're 75 kilos, your head's going to weigh seven and a half kilos, and every inch, uh, sorry, every centimeter it goes forward, you add another pound, half a pound to a uh, to to a full sorry, half a kilo to a full kilo of weight to the back of your uh, back of your neck, back down the spine. So being able to actually get your head back on top of your shoulders and in line was going to take dramatic amount of stress off that middle of your back. Mm, absolutely. Right, Nathan, I know that you're very active on social media, on, on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube. How can our listeners find out a little bit more about you and your work? Well, I recommend people to, if they're really interested in this stuff, we've also got, um, I've got some great YouTube clips. So if you go to Elite Personal Training Hong Kong, you'll actually see some of our videos on how we actually address people with that, those rounded shoulders. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, and I look forward to more chats with you next week. Thank you very much. My pleasure.